Today on CityCast Salt Lake. Have you ever heard the term third space? I hadn't. But RJ Walker is back on the pod and he's always giving us new ways to think about this city. It's Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Why do you think Salt Lake is its own other dimension? Salt Lake is another dimension since its um, inception as part of the United States. It's been its own cultural bubble with a large religious um, majority, like a homogenous religious majority, and Mm -hmm. then everybody else. (laughs) I think of it as dominant culture subculture, Mm -hmm. which is like wherever there is a very dominant and very heavily enfranchised (laughs) dominant culture. The subculture is like in the fight of its life and that makes it stronger and sort of grittier and And weirder. I think weirder, (laughs) completely weirder. Like being weird in Salt Lake is an act of defiance or resistance and um the weirdos find each other here and i think that's part of what makes this place so fun yeah that's part of that's part of what makes it magic right is because you've got salt lake above like pretty like white mormon salt lake um one of the things that we used to say is you never see a street sweeper in salt lake but the streets are always immaculate Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, And that's because street sweepers uh, have been instructed to do it when no one's around, uh, even if you have to wait. Uh, Because to admit that there are street sweepers is to admit the streets are dirty. And to admit the streets are dirty is to admit there's something wrong with the city. And we can't have that, can can we? Yeah, it is one of those things that, like, you don't think about. But now that you've said it, every time I'm driving around downtown, I'm just going to be aggressively looking for street sweepers. In fact, I might go out in the middle of the night in pursuit of them. That's, I think, kind of at the core of the Salt Lake subculture, where it's the uh, the the stuff on the streets that refuses to get swept. Um, and uh, I think that's very beautiful. And it's what makes it's what makes our art scene so like in- incredible and unique. That is interesting because when I think about some of the like big murals that occupy downtown, for example, they feel very coordinated. Like they're, they don't have that sort of pop-up feel, for example, like right. the Utah women in history mural is like every single person on that wall was hand selected by a committee that determined that that person should be on that wall. And in that way it feels like a rose garden. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and very clean, very scrubbed, like very curated. Yeah. And that's um, why I think organizations like the Utah Arts Alliance are really important, who, who is the brainchild behind Dreamscapes and also their like light art festival Illuminate, is that it is the largest and one of the only organizations that truly supports independent artists without uh, that filtration. One of the most interesting ways that I explore and experience Salt Lake City is by hosting people here. And when someone comes to visit, it's such an opportunity to like put the city on display and then also, moreover, get a sense of their impression of the city, which usually like whether it's good or bad is in some way completely different from what they arrived with. Yeah. And one of the things that people always say to me when they visit me in Salt Lake is, wow, downtown is quiet. Like- Pretty much all the time, 
it's a pretty quiet downtown as far as downtowns go. Yeah. But when you look at old pictures of the city, it is bustling. Like it, it has that vibrant sort of lively bustling feel. Now, when you say old pictures of the city, how old are you going back? I'm talking like early 1900s. Okay. So yeah, I definitely can tell you why that's changed. Why? It's it's kind of a funny joke uh, to say nobody lives in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is because of, I'm not going to say just uh, Mormonism. Uh, I'm going to say the Mormonism and conservatism wave that met in the 50s, in the 50s and 60s, where it was all like the focus on the family became gigantic. The ideal was to have a home with a yard and a dog and a white picket fence and mm-hmm. all of that stuff in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And that Love it, town. N- that never went away, right? Some some cities kind of got over it, but that never went away in Salt Lake. And so it became expanding out rather than focusing on population density inside. And we have problems with with that now, uh, with that idea, mostly involving commuting <laughs> because uh, nobody lives in Salt Lake, but lots of people work in Salt Lake. So in the 1950s, there is this sort of we could categorize it under like white flight slash um, suburbanization of the country. That seems like it follows sort of a national trend. But to this day, in this moment, Salt Lake is getting increasingly younger. And yet it doesn't feel like downtown is getting busier. No. uh, And it's because a lot of those family values by literally half the population of the county uh, are still very present. Uh, They want their upbringings to be like uh, they want their kids upbringings to be like their upbringings. But then you have the like the younger rebelly people and they tend to migrate towards interesting, more urban areas like Sugar House, Murray, downtown, the Avs, uh, places like that because they want to be close to the fun things to do downtown. Right. There is a serious lack of third spaces What's a third space? So a third space is a sociological phenomenon where it's a place you can go that is public where you can just meet people and talk to people. And it's not weird for you to say hello to a stranger. Hmm, so a, okay. So the historical third spaces are coffee shops and bars. Totally. The only third space for people who are Mormon is church. Uh, because you've gotten rid of the coffee shops and bars and uh, the the parks aren't uh, exactly like super social spaces. Mm-hmm. But Salt Lake doesn't really have a lot of really good third spaces. Uh, and so people are already fairly socially isolated into their bubbles. The third space that really saved my life after I like lost my faith and was like disowned by my family and homeless was the Greenhouse Effect coffee shop. That was a third space where kind of like it was kind of the island of misfit toys where all the all the it was never where it was where all the rejects washed up and we all were able to bond over this thing. Um, are you familiar with the concept of the Seattle freeze? No, I'm learning so much from you right now. Basically, everybody thinks that if uh, another person wanted to be your friend, they would talk to you. 
But because everybody is thinking that simultaneously, nobody talks to anybody. And so nobody is anybody's friend. Salt Lake kind of has this solution to the Seattle freeze where, yes, we're all strangers, but we all know what it's like to truly be alone and cast out. And so we're able to bond over that, uh, which cre- which breaks that, that freeze. It breaks us out of the ice uh, and we can be more of a, a community that is uh, diverse instead of homogenous like the ones we were cast out from. Hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, that speaks really to the strong Salt Lake subculture. Yeah, uh, and it's it's honestly a beautiful thing. When the aliens invade and there's a common enemy, uh, <laughs> then people, you know, sort of unite. Um, and that's kind of what this is, is like the subculture rises to meet this homogenous, almost machine-like uh, culture with its set of prescribed rules. And then the counterculture just shows up and is like chaos. Uh, and and we have this like chaos and order sort of battle going on. It's so interesting to talk to you about how so many of these cultural phenomena translate into the built environment, like into the physical spaces of downtown. And I'm thinking about what you said about third space and sort of the like the the lack of buzz downtown generally. Is there a space right now that you think is a really powerful third space downtown or that you think is sort of like a, a beacon of hope for the future of downtown's liveliness? I mean, public coffee is very much like that's their whole like model <laughs> is to be both a third space and a working third space where you can just go there and work. Mm-hmm. What I think is a, a, a big one is the Salt Lake Library. Honestly, yes, I the, love that building. It, it's beautiful, right? And because yeah. it's beautiful, it makes it an excellent third space. It's also been a space that's like very welcoming to the impoverished and the homeless. And you can always talk to somebody about books. Somebody at the library is always ready to talk about books. The greenhouse effect open mic, uh, like I said, was the third space that that saved me. And I run the open mic there. We're going to open it back up when it warms up in the spring. But that has been an incredible third space for people. You can just go there and like experience, you know, community. And when it comes to the open mic, it's an anything goes open mic. The metalheads get together with the hip hop guys, get together with the poets, get together with the people who just have stories to tell. Uh, And it, creates this very connected arts communities where everybody supports everybody. It sounds like what you're saying to answer the question of sort of where did Salt Lake's bustling streets go is that it's still there. You just have to look for it. It's underground. And that maybe that's what makes this city so magic. Yeah, it's underground. And also like there's literal like underground uh, tunnels. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's all underground. Uh, really, you just get connected with your people. And that's that's been harder in the age of covid. Um, uh, other other third spaces I would look for is like it depends on what what interests you. Right. Salt Lake Film Society. 
amazing. Go to the tower. That's my favorite. Go one. to like Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show at the tower. I go every Halloween. Out of the Shadows Theater Company is excellent. Um, go see the weird movies at the tower. I saw an animator do a full commentary on Ghost in the Shell at the tower. They do showings like that. And so the people who are really passionate show up. And if you know something you're passionate about, just explore a little bit and find your people and you'll get led into Salt Lake below. I love that. RJ, thank you so much for being here and for chatting with me. I learned so much from you. And I feel really excited to get out and explore some of these places that you recommended now. Yeah, grab a scooter, uh, turn on your turn on your video camera, or get your get your camera. Go down go down some alleyways. Uh, go into some parking garages. See what you can find. A little news before we go. Salt Lake currently has four established queer bars, and two of them are going through it right now. Last week, we got news that the courtroom dispute between the Suntrap owners might drag on beyond the expiration of a temporary hold on their liquor license, which means that Utah's liquor laws could force a permanent closure of the bar before a resolution is handed down by the court. It's frustrating for a lot of reasons, but especially, I think, because it just didn't have to be like this. Now, over the weekend, an allegation surfaced on Twitter that the owners of Milk were involved in harassing the taco stand on the bar's corner to relocate. The community reaction to this allegation has been swift and vocal outrage. The Milk owners have yet to comment beyond a DM claiming it wasn't them. It was the landlord who asked the taco stand to relocate. But the bar is now blocking critics on Instagram, which is definitely fueling mistrust. That's all for us today on CityCast Salt Lake. If you like talking about Salt Lake things with us, will you tell your neighbor about the show? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Okay, I'm recording. Okay. Why do you think Salt Lake is... Before you said answered that question, I was like, I want to be sure that we're recording. Why do you think Salt Lake is its own other dimension?